I'm good, thank you. Yes, I'll admit that I'm a fool for you. All right. Hey, it's 6 o'clock. It's mutinyradio.fm and .sf. If you are listening or if you are live on the street right now, make a little noise. There it is. I hear the noise. Uh, we're going to get started. We have a really, really stacked lineup tonight of amazing comedians. Uh, we have Annette Mullaney, Sam Bass, Peter Struckmeyer, Rachel Pinson, Enoch Eno, Jonathan Ortiz, Austin Carr, Joe Glasgow, and me, Dave. That is a lineup. That is a huge, huge lineup. And um, I'll also be out there. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We're going to wait. We're going to wait for a few minutes just to let the throngs of people socially distance themselves. Um, feel free to move the chairs like in any configuration that makes you feel safe. If you're with a group of four and you're fine with that, you can do that. But keep your masks on um, unless you're, you know, putting something into your mouth hole. Uh, so we're going to be right back with comedy here on the street, mutinyradio.fm and .sf. heart of mine I keep my eyes wide open all the time I keep the ends out for the tide it binds because you're mine I walk the line Someone for 
We're going to get started right after I have this cigarette. So that's the timing. That's the timing we're doing. John Henry's pappy how's this? Hey, Brady and Peter, how's the sound on this? Louder, softer? What's the sound like? It's okay? Okay, good. Good. Cool. Learn to lay a track, learn to pick and shovel too, and take my hammer. It'll do anything you tell it to. John Henry's mammy had about a dozen babies. John Henry's pappy broke till about a dozen times. The babies all got sick, and when the doctor wanted money, he said, I'll pay you a quarter at a time, starting tomorrow. That's a pay for a steel driver on his line. Then the section foreman said, hey, hammer swinger. I see you brought your own hammer, boy, but what else can all them muscles do? And he said, I can turn a jack. I can lay a track. I can pick and shovel, too. You swing a hammer, boy? Yes, sir, I'll do anything you hire me to. So high and mighty with your muscle. Just go ahead, boy, and pick up that hammer. Pick up the hammer. He said, get a rusty spike and swing it down three times. I'll pay you a nickel a day for every inch you sink it to. Go on and do what you say you can do. With a steep nose hammer on a four-foot switch handle. John Henry raised it back till it touched his heels and the spike went through the cross tie and it split it half in two. 35 cents pay for driving steel. Sweat, sweat, boy, sweat. You owe me two more swings. I was born for driving steel. Well, John Henry hammered in the mountain. He'd give a grunt and he'd give a groan with every swing. The women folks for miles around heard him and come down to watch him make the cold steel ring. Lord, what a swinger! Just listen to that cold steel ring. But the bad boss come up laughing at John Henry. Said, you full of vinegar now, but you bow through. Gonna get a steam drill to do your share driving. Then what's all them muscles gonna do, huh, John Henry? Gonna take a little bit of vinegar out of you. John Henry said I feed four little brothers and baby sisters walking on her knees. Did the Lord say that machines ought to take the place of living? And what's a substitute for bread and beans? I ain't seen. Do engines get rewarded for their steam?
John Henry hid in a coal mine for his dinner nap. Had 30 minutes to rest before the bell. The mine boss hollered, get up, whoever you are, and get a pickaxe. Give me enough coal to start another hell and keep it burning. Mind me enough to start another hell. John Henry said to his captain, a man ain't nothing but a man. But if you bring that steam reel around, I'll beat it fair and honest. I'll die with my hammer in my hand, but I'll be laughing. Cause you can't replace a steel driving man. There was a big crowd of people at the mountain. John Henry said to the steam drill, how is you? Pardon me, Mr. Steam Drill. I suppose you didn't hear me. I said, how are you? Huh. Well, can you turn the jack? Can you lay a track? Can you pick and shovel too? Listen to Hammer Swingers talking to you. threw his hammer over his shoulder and went on home. He lay down to rest his weary back, and early next morning he said, Come here, Polly Ann. Come here, sugar. You know, I believe this is the first time I ever watched the sun come up that I couldn't come up. Take my hammer, Polly Ann, and go to that railroad. Swing that hammer like you seen me do it. And when you're swinging with the lead man, they'll all know. They'll all know you, John Henry. Are you ready to get comedy pneumonia? Yeah! It's gonna be cold. Jokes will keep you warm. Remember that laughing is paleo. Engages the core. Uh, it's gonna be good. I know, engage the core. Uh, hey, welcome to Mutiny Radio. Yay! Yay! I'm so excited that you're all here. Yeah, you can move chairs wherever you feel comfortable. And keep your masks on unless you're... Hi, Creek! Hi! What's up? The regulars are coming. Uh, drug busts, they're after you. Who, whoever thinks that joke is for them, it is. <laughs> That's 
<laughs> That's what my dad used to say to me when I was a kid. I tried to tell him that words have meaning and power, you know? He used to call me his little call me pinko liberal. And I'm like, what do you think happened? That's why I'm a Marxist, dad. Words have power, dad. Everybody have dads? <laughs> cool. You're, you're, a really, you're a really young, beautiful crowd. Uh, any of your dads single? Anybody hate your mom and you want a new stepmom? That's me. I will be a fun stepmom. We will party together. Uh, you are a really young crowd, a beautiful, you look, I look like I have abortions older than most of you. That's <laughs> how that works. I actually had my first abortion in 1995, 26 years ago, you know? 26 years ago. And I only have one regret about that abortion, and that's I didn't have the kid. Because oh, right now I could be having sex with all of his friends. <laughs> all of his friends. What was I doing? 26-year-old, so hot. A uh, lot of... A lot of young comics, they're like, oh, Pam, you, you, you give off a mom vibe, you know? And I say, what about a stepmom vibe? Because I've heard about those new porn tropes. That's, we can have a fun time. I'll be your stepmom. <laughs> Ooh. You guys like to role play? <laughs> no? Furries, fuzzies, costumes, nobody leather? Just going through all the <laughs> feet. Anybody have foot fetish? Anybody like to have their feet touched? Just me? Nope. Cool. Uh, I, went to, I went to the dentist the other day, and I learned some really important life lessons. Uh, one, I can have my mouth open a long time without complaining. Two, I can take a lot more pain than I thought. And three, I like a man's fingers in my mouth. Oh! Do you know how awkward it is to ask Dr. Kyle to pull your hair? <laughs> it's, that is sitting back in that chair, baby. I'm all, I'm ready for you. <laughs> I'm a little slow today because I drank a lot last night. Does that ever happen to you? There are you. <laughs> Just me. Uh, there, I want to, I want to abduct a, I want to abduct a child. Um, but just to win the science fair. Like, I've never won the science fair. Do we have any science fair winners in the house? Anybody won the science fair ever? We're all losers together. I love this. I love that we are, we're sitting outside and we're all losers. I want, I want to abduct a child though because I want to win the science fair and I have some really good ideas. And the first one, it deals with uh, me kind of being an alcoholic. So sometimes in the morning, I don't know if this happens to you. Maybe it doesn't. You drink a glass of water and then, you know, you, you throw up sometimes because uh, you're just so alcohol. So what I want to do with a child is I want to get a glass of water from the fridge. Let's say it's eight ounces at 38 degrees and I pound that water and then I see how many minutes before I throw up but I do it into a cup and then I have the child take the temperature of the water so we can see how many calories are burned being an alcoholic anybody remember basic chemistry cool that's, that's a, I'm sorry that might be a little too smart of a joke <laughs> I'm so edgy, they don't even understand my joke. No, it's, uh, one of my other science fair ideas, I wanna figure out which bus is the most disgusting, which muni line. Like, can you catch COVID-19 from the 19 Polk? <laughs> is that possible? That's happening to everyone. What is that liquid on the nine? <laughs> can you catch chlamydia from the 22? These are burning questions. <laughs> burning <laughs> questions. 
I just need a child, some litmus paper, plastic bags. We're going to find it out. It's going to be great. I'm going to win the science fair. Uh, my last science fair idea I want to share with you. We've been lied to our entire lives. Did you know this, that we've been lied to? Everyone's been lying to us. And I know this as fact because of the T-Rex. Everybody imagine T-Rex bones in your head right now, right? The biggest, coolest dinosaur. And he has an articulated spine from his head to his tail. And then there's this weird hip cap thing that forces him over so he can walk on two big, beefy legs. The hubris of man. With these tiny little arms in the front, tiny little arms. So what I say is if you take the tiny little arms and you make them into tiny little legs, like a bird, and then you take those big, beefy legs, you flip that hip cap around, and you make them into big, beefy wings. <laughs> T-Rex was a dragon. <laughs> we put the bones back together wrong. Everything you know is a lie. <laughs> Just trying to spit the truth. I've convinced a bunch of fifth graders that that's absolutely true. They're like, yeah, yeah, it's a dragon. And why all the mythology? St. George and the dragon. The Chinese love the dragons. The Japanese people, they tattoo and everything. T-Rex was a dragon. You can think about that late at night when you're going to sleep and be like, oh, she was so right. She was so right. Cool. I'm really excited for our show tonight. I'm going to leave you with one cute, cute little joke before I, I bring up our first amazing comedian. Uh, I do have a lot of strange fetishes. I feel like we're friends now and I can divulge some things to you. I really like uncircumcised guys. Anybody uncircumcised? I'm just looking for dates. I'm not even doing jokes anymore. I'm like dates and drugs into a microphone. Like either way, give me one of those. No, I have a fetish with uncircumcised guys because I, I want to pull up their dick and I want to pull the foreskin up over their dick and I want to put whiskey in their foreskin. I want whiskey dick for real. Can I finally get what I want? You know, it's twofold. One... So glad you guys are smarter than I gave you credit for. It is twofold. One, I'm an alcoholic and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. And two, boys are gross and you have to clean out all that schmegma. They're just, they're just gross. Boys are gross. Yay, boys are gross. You're not gross. You're all here. Yay, what a beautiful audience. Hooray. Um, I'm super excited to bring up your first comedian. She's super funny. She's booked everywhere. She's even, she has a show to go to after this. And you can see her tomorrow at All Good Pizza. Put your hands together, everybody, right now for Annette Mullaney. Yay. Hey, guys. How we doing? Oh, this is is this no? I think it's, are we okay with this? There's a little buzz. We're fine. I'm sorry if I'm not up to snuff of this outdoor show. Nah, I think it's my shitty mic. Yeah, I bought this for like 20 bucks because I'm trying not to get COVID. But uh, guess what, you guys? I got vaccinated today. <laughs> Thank you. Thank. Oh, yeah? Where'd you get vaccinated at? Oh, nice. So are you, you're fully done. Sick. I got my first shot today, so I'm only five weeks away from hoeing. <laughs> Super excited for that. Um, now, I am an unemployed comedian, so you might be wondering how I qualified for a vaccine. Um, but need I remind you that laughter is the best medicine? <laughs> so really, I'm pretty essential. Um, I, uh, I got it in this arm. 
it actually kind of hurts like a motherfucker right now, which, yeah, I mean, I don't know, you guys, it hurts, so, sorry? Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, no F swears. It hurts like a mother effer. Thank you. <laughs> um, I mean, you guys can't even imagine what this pain is like. I mean, you probably can't because you haven't had it, so. Uh, pretty excited to start hoeing again, though. Um, mostly because I'm excited to start showering on a regular basis. I've noticed uh, my roommate barred me from dating as long as we were in the purple zone. Uh, and I found out that um, as soon, like, if, I, if there's no chance that I'm going to bring a dude over, I don't shower. I don't clean my room. I basically stop living like I'm a member of society and exist like a trash rat. Uh, it gets pretty nasty, you guys. <laughs> um, like, I, uh, I'm a straight woman, so I'm dating the lowest bar of human. <laughs> right? Like, the amount of clean my room has to be is uh, enough that a dude, a straight man, will walk into it and accept the pussy that I'm offering up on a platter of garbage. I probably can't say that word either, can I? God damn it. <laughs> oh, that word's fine? Okay, okay. Uh, I told myself I was going to work on jokes today for a show I'm doing for a high school on Zoom next month. <laughs> I don't feel like these are going to work. Uh, but yeah, it is a low bar that I have to hit, you guys, and I have limboed underneath that bar. Yeah, before COVID is what I'm going to say so you don't judge me. Uh, I had a dude over, and he walked into my apartment, and he looked around and went, Wow. And I said, thank you. And we sat down on my bed because every other surface in my room is covered in crap, uh, which is a seduction tip, y'all. Yeah, you are one step closer to getting it if you can get them on the bed because they cannot sit on any of the chairs. Yeah, don't worry. It's not creepy. I'm a girl. Um so we're sitting on my bed, and I'm, you know, trying to cuddle up, trying to get a little cozy. And this dude is just looking around at the detritus that is my existence. And he says, you know, you could still turn this around. <laughs> and I'm trying to make a mood here. <laughs> so I'm like, mm, I think you mean you could turn me around. <laughs> and uh, he didn't laugh. He just continued with his thousand-yard stare, and very quietly, he said to me, my dad was a hoarder. But I still thought I could salvage this. So I said, uh, I'm not a hoarder, although I might be a whore, a dur. <laughs> and he left. Yeah, honestly, I don't know if it was uh, that my room reminded me of his dead hoarding father or the pun. Either way, I definitely deserved it. Um, I'm excited about getting the vax. Also, my parents are both vaccinated. They live in Michigan. And now that I am getting vaccinated, I have no excuse not to visit them. Yay. Um, I do love my parents, but visiting them is always a little weird because they 
don't think I'm, I've grown since 16. Like I, when I visit my parents, they refuse to give me a house key because I've lost every key they've ever given me. But in my defense, the last time they gave me a key was 10 years ago. I think, I don't know, whatever you are when you leave your parents' home, they like do not see you age and grow. Um, like my parents also, I'm not allowed to borrow any cars while I'm there. And I live in rural Michigan, so I'm stuck at home. I'm like, I have to ask my parents to give me rides to my friends' houses. And my friends have children. Right, I'll hang out at a friend's backyard barbecue and then at the end of the evening be like, hey, are you picking your kid up from ballet? Because it'd be tight if you could swing me by my dad's house. Um, I, it's it, like, I'm a grown-up, you guys. Like, I've had jobs. I, I'm a divorced lady. Like, how grown-up can you get? I'm, God damn it, I'm a fucking grown-up. My dad watches me when I try to make dinner for the family, he's over my shoulder going, now you have to make sure the water doesn't boil too much. And I'm like, I have made pasta. I don't know how they think I like feed myself. Um, but to be fair to them, uh, you know, the last time I borrowed a car, I did drive it into a ravine. Uh, it was winter though, so I feel like I should be good for summer driving. Um, Oh, I was going to do jokes about high school because I'm trying to relate to these children. Are any of you guys children? Do you know what kids are into? TikTok? God, I suck at TikTok. Um, nope, that's about my room. That one's about my pussy. More pussy. <laughs> Just write the word pussy over and over again. <laughs> um... Oh, yeah, so my parents are divorced. Anybody else from a broken home? Anybody's parents still together? Are you sad that they're together, or is it like a bad situation? It's fine. It's fine. We're both fine. Your father and I are doing fine. Don't ask. <laughs> um, your parents, uh, are they happy together? No, <laughs> that's definitely a different question. Are your parents happy versus are they still together? Um, growing up, all my friends and I had divorced parents. We had one kid in our friend group whose parents were together and happy, and the rest of us were mystified. We would go over to her house just to watch them interact like it was a zoo. We'd be like, oh, my God. They're baking a pie together on Saturday afternoon. He just called her a pet name and it wasn't bitch. I don't understand. Um, my parents, it was a great day when they got divorced. Good call for them. Uh, they didn't have like a terrible marriage. They didn't fight a lot. Um, they were just very awkward with each other. Uh, their marriage was kind of the equivalent of like two strangers trying to navigate around each other in a narrow hallway. I'm kind of sure that that's actually how they met and got married, is they just couldn't stop and they, there you go, a year later, married. Um, which, oh my God, I'm so glad they got divorced because I cannot imagine how, fuck, how weird I would be today if that was the model of relationship I had my whole life. 
Like I would just be constantly walking into rooms where my boyfriend of five years is sitting going like, oh my God, are you in here? I'm so sorry. Oh, excuse me, sir. Oh. Um, instead, I got to, uh, you know, see my parents date. I got to uh, get a model of relationship that told me it was okay to give up. Yeah, which was really great for when I got divorced. I was like, I've seen this. You give up, you throw in the towel, you get happier. One minute. Um, yeah, it does mean also, so my dad was a workaholic before they got divorced because he was avoiding everyone. Uh, but then once I got divorced, I got to have a really good relationship with my father, which has been tough because now I have too high a bar to date straight men. Right? I'm like very secure and I don't need male attention for no reason, which, man, you gotta, like a shitty dad means you are ready to date men. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, you will abandon me. I'm like, oh, why would you lie? Let's just be up front. And they're like, no, no, there's games involved. I could abandon you any second. And I'm like, I'll be okay. I'm securely attached to male authority figures in my life. And they're like, oh, it's the worst. Um, Let's see, before I get out of here, uh, let me just give you guys, oh, I've probably already done the minute, haven't I? That was a minute ago. Okay, I'm just going to hand it over to Pam. Thank you guys so much. Give it up for Pam. Anemolaney, everyone. Yay. Like Annette, I am also divorced. Yeah, divorced. And single. Uh, I actually, my marriage, I got my first STD from my marriage. Yeah, that's sexually transmitted debt. That's what you get when you get married. Sexually transmitted debt. It's terrible stuff. Uh, all right, your next comedian. I'm super excited to see what he's going to do for you. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Sam Bass. <laughs> Yay! So there's little plastic baggies to cover the mic with. Gotta get my sandwich bag. Hey everybody. Thank you for having me, San Francisco. I'm Sam Bass. Man, you guys are looking gorgeous out here. Yeah, who's the most gorgeous out here tonight? I can't see. <laughs> oh, there we go. We got some hands. Oh man. <laughs> So uh, yeah, man, uh, it's been a it's been a crazy time, hasn't it? We've been uh, been dealing with COVID, poverty, some crazy uh, stuff happening with uh, all the cities we're living in. I, I came down here from Oregon. I live up in Portland. Uh, Oregon, I feel like you guys are making that the next California. You guys can't keep moving. You guys keep moving up there. You can't stop it, can you? You just love the low property prices, and you just want just want to own another Airbnb. Jeez. <laughs> and then you come back down here after you find out that we get like three to two feet of snow every year, and you're just like, I can't handle the rain. Fuck the snow. Oh, sorry. Screw the snow. F the snow. <laughs> oh, man. Um, finances have been pretty crazy. Uh, I've, been, uh, I've been trying to... <laughs> I don't know what I just said, but anyways, uh, been pretty crazy. I, you know, I've been going out on a few dates here and there. Um, been doing the old Tinder thing, you know. Um, it hasn't been working out so well for me. I think it's because my financial stability right now is about like 
a, ta uh, a chair with two legs, and one of those legs is really, really wobbly right now. I'm, I'm going to tell you. All the girls I've been going out with, they all make way more money than me. Uh, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm totally fine with that. But here's the thing, all right? I'm beginning to think that this equality thing has just gone a little too far. All right? It's not, I'm, I'm totally okay with equality, all right? But I'm beginning to think that, ladies, you owe me about 15 years worth of dinners, all right? No? All right? Not a lot of people that buy dinners, all right? <laughs> I buy dinners. Oh, man. Um, so, uh, yeah, being in California, it's, uh, it's pretty nice. I used to live here in San Francisco. Um, Oregon's been my home since 2010. It's been, been, uh, been all right up there. We've had a lot of protests. I'm sure you guys have heard. Um, but, you know, I was just thinking, you know, between who would win in a battle, Texas or California? Who, who would win in that battle? Who do you guys think, California or Texas? Texas. Texas. You think Texas? Okay. I, I don't think you're right. I think, I think it would be California. Because now, now hear me out here, all right? California has. Whoa, whoa. Sorry. All right. It's not. <laughs> wow. I did not expect that. We got a dog fight. Uh, Watch out. Uh, so, yeah, I think it would be California. It's not because you guys have some of the uh, most notorious gangs in the country, like MS-13, or that you can navigate any terrain that's, you know, relatively above sea level. But I think it's because, uh, you know, being out here, I think you guys have some of the most unhinged homeless people I've ever seen in my life. I don't make eye contact out here, but I do make static contact. Uh, <laughs> man, all right, so they, uh, they're pretty crazy out here, all right? I, I, I stay away from them, but in this fictional battle, I'm thinking it would be California for this reason. You'd have this battle going on. You'd have g the general of the uh, of the conservative party, General Animosity. He'd be out there talking to his troops. Now hear this, y'all. We done beat them liberal scum so far, but we got some reinforcements coming up. Our President Trump just telegrammed me, and he's they're sending the homeless. Of course, the liberal general, General Tolerance, he'd be, he'd be laughing out in the background. <laughs> They're playing right into our leftist hands. As soon as they see the eyes, it'd be over. Oh man. Well, um, so. I don't know if you guys have uh, noticed, but uh, apparently there's a theme going on here, uh, childhood trauma. Uh, <laughs> I grew up a poor family. My mom was a single mom, you know, tough times. Uh, she didn't have a high school education. Uh, so she, uh, she started doing phone sex when I was like three years old. You know, 
I don't know if you guys know what phone sex is, but it's the analog version of OnlyFans. All right. Uh, so basically, what I'm trying to tell you is uh, the, the walls are thin. I learned about sex early. Uh, I'd hear my mom in the background moaning and, you know, saying some weird stuff. But then it would get funny when a CEO of some company would call in who had been telling everybody what to do all day. Uh, he wanted to do BDSM. I hope you guys know what BDSM here is here. Master and okay, who wants to be whipped? <laughs> All right, this guy. All right, somebody get his number. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm not into being whipped. I like being spanked. Um, so what happened though is these guys would call in, and they she'd be like, "All right, you've been a bad boy. Did you do your job today well? Oh, I I tried. Oh well." I don't think you tried hard enough. Lick my boot. Oh, you didn't lick it good enough. Lick it again. Lick under the boot. Oh, that's not enough licking. Lick it good. And I'd be like, <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, okay. Well, this guy's a loser. <laughs> um, and yet he's a CEO, you know. Uh, <laughs> so you know, I'd, I'd be in the background. And I'd be like, all right. Well, uh, this is kind of weird. My mom, she, she ended up. Um, uh, she ended up spanking me till about I was 13 years old, and around the around the time, around the time I was 13, I started figuring out that um, this was starting to become a fetish. And uh, then she started. Uh, she was like 13 years old. I realized this was not going well for me, and I said, uh, "She said, I, come over here. I'm going to spank you." And I was like, "How fast can I get my pants off? Let me get this this, this spanking going on, baby." <laughs> But, uh, you know, I said no, that was the end of it, and this is the end of my set. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks, yeah. Sam Bass, everyone. Yeah. All right. What? Really? Oh, I thought you said, okay, cool. Well, then that was amazing. Congratulations. I, I, I might still be drunk from yesterday. I have no idea what's happening today. I have no idea what's happening. Uh, Sam was talking about Tinder for a second. Who has a Tinder profile? Does everyone have a Tinder profile? I do not have a dating profile. I've never internet dated, ever. In the history of my life, I'm 46 years old and I've never had a profile. Uh, because I, I, I kind of have a personality. Uh, but so the people say, people, some people, I know I shouldn't, I shouldn't shame the crowd like that. Uh, but some people say that you should raise the bar. And some people say you should lower the bar. And I say you meet at the bar. Like that's where you meet, right? There's no more bars. I guess you all, I guess you got a Tinder. It's fine. All right, your next comedian. Oh my gosh, he's one of my favorite people ever in the history of ever. He's so funny and so wonderful. You're going to love him up right now. Put your hands together, everybody, for Peter Struckmeyer. Yay! Baggies. I do have a condom. <laughs> All I want to do is just 
go night clubbing. Like, I know what you're thinking. You're looking at me, you're like, that feels really off-brand for him. Like, I look like the only clubbing I've ever done was after school to play chess, okay? But no, I just want to go to a gay club where it's like dark and crowded and sweaty and sticky. And there are like disco lights with fabulous lighting, kind of like this, there for my entrance. And one of those fog machines that I've only ever seen at gay clubs or like middle school dances in a gymnasium. And I'm sipping on a very overpriced vodka soda, but that's okay because it's been over a year since I could go and buy an overpriced vodka soda. So at this point, this drink is all I have left to hang on for. And the DJ starts playing Lady Gaga, Rain On Me. And there I am on the dance floor, like, Rain On Me! And like, maybe I start to cry. Maybe I hold it together. Who knows? It's my dance floor. I meet the man of my dreams who is rich but has never heard of tech. And we get married. I become a trophy husband, I quit my job, so all I have to do is sit around and look pretty and bang and vacuum. And that's it! Like, God, I miss being gay. My date for Valentine's Day this year was my air fryer. <laughs> right, right? Uh, outdoor comedy. Talk about fitting a uh, round peg into a square hole, am I right? Like, this is objectively weird that we're out here doing this, correct? Like, earlier this week, I did a comedy show at a kindergartner's t-ball practice. The coach was... The coach was like, Tommy, go for third base. I'm like, coach, that was my punchline. <laughs> I do miss gay clubbing, though. Here's what I want. When this is all said and done, I want all of you to come to the gay club with me. How about that? And, like, I know we have some straight men in the audience, but I'm here to tell you, the gay club is a very good place for picking up women. This is a known fact. Because straight men just needed another setting you could dominate on our behalf. But uh, no, I had a friend of mine, we were in Mexico City a few years ago, and I took him to the gay bar with me. He made out with someone before I found anyone. And now that I've heard that out loud, I am starting to think that might be more of a reflection on my lack of game than anything that has to do with straight people. <laughs> that was a fun night, though. Uh, we were in Mexico City, and he doesn't speak Spanish. So not only did I not get laid, I got to translate. He was like, tell her about my penis. Muy grande. Como un burrito. I was like, it's more pequeño, chiquito. Yeah, he had a few things that got a little lost in translation. At one point, he was like, I think she said she's a lawyer. I'm like, 
She just said she's in trouble with the law. We're in a pandemic. Um, anyone else not handling it particularly well? What's the weirdest thing you've done in the pandemic? What's the weirdest thing you've done? You look like you've... <laughs> All right, you should just have the microphone. Up next, your next comedian. She's very funny. Give her a round of applause. But no, don't don't steal my spotlight. Okay, someone else. What's the weirdest thing you've done in the pandemic? <laughs> Ooh. So like. Did you guys just like the 10 days before New Year's Eve isolate before the threesome? Okay, I need to join your crew is what I'm learning here. But uh no, the weirdest thing that I've done in the pandemic is one day I just started singing London Bridge by Fergie with choreography i was just like how come every time you come around my london london bridge wanna go down like london 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 we going down like london 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 we going down like yeah great question safeway <laughs> the store attendant was like sir this is the rotisserie chicken aisle even we have standards here. Um, here's a question for you. How many more Princess Diana movies do we need? No, because there was like that season of The Crown, and then Netflix decided to release that documentary the same day, because God forbid we space that out nicely. And now there's going to be a Princess Diana movie starring... Kristen Stewart? Yeah, like, is Princess Diana gonna blow a werewolf? Yeah, like, I feel like it's kind of like that Abe Lincoln versus the Vampire Hunters movie. Like, who dropped acid and thought of this? Uh... Sam mentioned earlier that a lot of people are moving to cheaper parts of the country. And for a while it was Texas, right? Like everyone was moving to Texas and now Texas not doing so hot. <laughs> You're at a comedy show, you got it. But no, I can't wait till we're at the point where we're all at dinner parties talking about all of our friends who moved. And we're like, oh no, yeah, they moved to Mars for the cheaper taxes. <laughs> Wanted a little more space, backyard. They're going to have to figure out that long commute when we all go back to the office. But fortunately, her company's pretty flexible on letting her work remotely. All right. We've had some laughs here. But I do need to end this set on a more serious note here, okay? I need to get a little political. And um, it's just like, I don't know, like, 
there's just like a lot of hardship out there and there's just like a lot of hate in the world and it's just like a really divided time and i feel like we all just need to come together and free Britney! That conservatorship is messed up, okay? Yeah. And there are people who don't even believe it. They're like, ugh, her conservatorship's not real. AOC made it up, ugh. <laughs> Here's what I propose, Mutiny Radio. None of us are gonna work, bitch. <laughs> well, none of us are gonna do comedy after that. <laughs> no, that's good. That's how you close a set, people. I beat her struck by her. That's my time. Peter Struckmeyer was not struck by, he was not hurt in any way. And that's, I, I was like, we have liability insurance at Mutiny Radio. It's going to be okay. I pay for liability insurance. Uh, Peter was getting political there for a second at the end. Uh, oh, it's okay. Did the wind blew it over, so I'm nervous to put it back up because the wind is angry. Oh, the wind blew the door, and the door blew over the thing. I see, I see. Okay, can you, you can put it up for me if you want. Thanks. Uh, why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. Ah, see how political I am? What? Uh, thank you guys for hanging out. That group of people, there, that was super awesome. Your next comedian, it's so funny, they're, 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 both, they're both not here. Uh, but so, uh, Jonathan, you're up. There we go. Hey, put your hands together. He runs an amazing open mic at the end of the universe at Chrissy Field every Saturday at 7 o'clock. You really have to bundle up for that one. That's for sure. Put your hands together right now for Jonathan Ortiz. Yay! You guys, keep it going for Pam. Doing a hell of a job right now. Come on! Ow! Yes, yes. Bring it in. Sit down. Get comfortable. Got a few more seats for you. San Francisco. The most diverse place I know. My, I myself, I'm Mexican and half Puerto Rican. Or as San Francisco calls it, Mexican. Yeah, half Mexican. That's why my face looks like Jim Carrey banged Mark Anthony. <laughs> oh, guys, I love this place. Um, what can I say, guys? Jesus. All right, a little bit about me. My, my sign is a cancer, which means I like to swim. It's true, my dad taught me to swim when I was just a baby. I love telling my immigration story. <laughs> Let me tell you guys, jeez. He's like, hurry up, I taught you to swim quicker than that. I'm like, dad, I don't know, it's kind of hard with this cocaine strapped to my back. I don't <laughs> But mommy's little floater doesn't give up. Let me tell you something, guys. I didn't, I didn't grow up with much, but I saved every penny. And just yesterday, I just moved into the Mission District. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I bring in fans. As you think. <laughs> You're the dog guy. You're the dog guy. Three-legged dog. What's his name? Let's care for Porter, guys. <laughs> okay. What? 
right. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, guys. <laughs> the weirdest show I've ever done. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, guys. Um, I don't know. I I uh, uh, I just moved into the mission district, as I said. Thank you very much. I live in an RV. I live full-time in an RV, not much different from renting an apartment. You guys have a manager. I have a meter made. You don't want to pay rent every every month? Try every hour. <laughs> All right, guys, I just recently worked for Grubhub. They're like, why do you want to work here? I'm like, to work from home, duh. <laughs> really? There was lag time on that? Wait, what? It's the cold. It's the cold. I get it, guys. Oh, guys, it's uh, interesting living in a car, uh, living in an RV. Um, what, your house doesn't come with a high rollover rate? I don't understand. What? what? <laughs> oh, guys, uh, I, I travel all over in my RV full time. I just came from Arizona where they give zero fucks about COVID. They don't give a shit. The mayor's like, we're going to shut down all the gyms. But let's keep the strip clubs open. Come on, guys. You know, they're essential. Let's do it. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. Open up. Tell you a little bit about myself. Um, growing up, I, I got mixed up with the wrong crowd. Christians. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with Christianity, okay? They got some good stuff, but the message just wasn't there. It's like, okay, oh, God, who are you? What's, what's happening, dude? <laughs> Outdoor comedy, dude. <laughs> Anything could happen. It's so weird. I don't know where to put this. All right, here we go. Christians, guys. It's just the message. Okay, it's like um, you do something wrong to some. All right, H example. I stole a shirt from Hot Topic. <laughs> It was a halo shirt, right? I had to have it, dude. And, like, I felt bad, so I told my pastor. And he's like, he's like, well, you have to ask for forgiveness. And now he's Jewish, apparently. <laughs> you have to ask for forgiveness. I'm like, oh, so go back to the mall, ask for He's like, no, ask forgiveness from God. So I get to keep the shirt? I mean, <laughs> you know, like, where's the message? You hurt someone. You hurt someone, and then you go to a totally unrelated party and ask for forgiveness, and you're fine. <laughs> That's like, hey, remember I drank too much last week, ran over your dog? Yeah, I felt bad. So I confessed to my barber, and he forgave me. <laughs> I'm glad. Water under the bridge. <laughs> That's why, guys, that's why when I found myself, I mean, th things just get weird. When, when, when you're a teen, and all you're doing is reading the Bible, like, the Bible becomes your porn. Dude, I, I'm in bed like, oh, 1 Corinthians. Her, ba her breasts were like bags of myrrh. Oh, my God, so hot. <laughs> Things get weird. I'll tell you this story. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. So um, uh, Michelle Castellanos was my high school crush, right? I found myself on her bed, just hanging out with her, sitting on her bed, and I'm trying to make the move. You know, guys, like, the move, like, this is my move. I don't know about you guys, okay? This is mine. Like, and I don't know how to do it. It doesn't help that there's a picture of, like, Jesus on the cross over her bed, you know? And, and, and she sees that I'm feeling all this, like, this anxiety. And she says, I know what you need. She pulls out a glass pipe, starts packing it with weed. And I go, oh, I don't, I don't smoke. She's like, John? She says, John, God created all the plants in the, in the world, right? 
So yeah. She's like, by not smoking, you're slapping God across the face. Well, we can't have that. So I grab the pipe. Drew's story. I look at this pipe. There's like these little little white crystals on the bottom. I'm like, well, what is that? She goes, oh, that? That's just crack. She's like, but it's not going to do anything to you. It's like leftover crack. <laughs> so I'm all in. I smoke. I smoke, you guys. And I, it was just the best experience ever. My first time smoking. See geometric patterns, bliss, and just like overflowing love until the paranoia hit. <laughs> right? And so I'm paranoid. I can hear my heart pumping in my ears. Yeah, my comedy causes car accidents, apparently, guys. Get home safe, folks. <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> what? And it's one of those rent-a-scooters, too, so I hope it's insured, dude. <laughs> so, and I'm freaking out, man. My heart's just pounding. And she says, relax, relax. And I, and I can't calm down. I look to the cross, but Jesus is freaking out, too. Jesus is like, well, if I created you, then who created me? She says, relax, breathe. She caresses my face, calms me down. We hold each other. That night, for the first time, I make sweet, sweet love, you guys. This is a virginity story, yes. <laughs> and after the best two minutes of her life, <laughs> um, we fall asleep holding each other. Best night of my life. The next morning, she's like, I got to go to summer school. She kisses me goodbye, says, just pull the door closed on the way out. I said, fine, you know, it's fine. She leaves, just enjoying the best night. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty regular. I got to go every morning. So I go. She, she lived in her parents' uh, basement. She had a little bathroom in the corner. So I do my business, and the fucker wouldn't flush. It wouldn't flush. No matter what I did, I don't, there's no water going to it at all. I'll spare you the details, but I got creative. <laughs> It included a plunger and a Safeway bag. Made my little poop sack. Crisis averted. Crisis averted, guys. So I get ready to go. But before I go, I leave her a little note. It says, I'm going to wait for this dump truck to go by, if you don't mind. Thank you for your service. <laughs> before I go, I leave her a note. It says, I had the best time ever. You're amazing. I just want you to know how I feel about you put it on her dresser, go outside, pull the door closed. As soon as it clicks, I think, where's my bag? Wait a second. It's on the dresser next to the note that says, that says, I just want you to know how I feel about you. <laughs> it's like the, con the confusion Michelle must have felt. <laughs> Is this like a fetish thing? Like, I don't <laughs> Anyways, that, that's pretty much every relationship I've ever had. Pretty, pretty shitty, let me tell you guys. <sighs> Thanks for listening to that story, guys. I haven't told that in a minute. Like I said, I go everywhere in my RV. When COVID hit, I was in New York. And, uh, yeah, I lost everything. My job, I was taking showers at the gym because I lived in a car. Um, I found myself, by round of applause, who here has been in New York? Born there, very nice. So you've been in the subway. Now there's a high, there, people commit suicide. I'm looking at the tracks, and I think, God, it would be easy to jump. This thought scared me, but I look up, I see a suicide prevention sign. It says, 
Not feeling yourself today? Speak with the MTA worker. <laughs> I haven't met a helpful one yet. <laughs> but I go over to the booth. I'm like, what is it, Raj? Hey, Raj, I'm depressed. I got thoughts about, I got thoughts about jumping in front of the C train. He goes, C train's delayed. Try the D train. So if you're in New York, they tell you not to jump. They're talking about the turnstile, first of all. Um, I don't know, guys. I already got lit. I have to go soon. But um, catch me after the show. I'll be selling oranges on the corner. Uh, I'll even sign them for you. Thanks, guys. Love you. Jonathan Ortiz with an amazing story. Uh, yeah, that was great. I am, I am like, the poop bag is incredible. Um, this is a little, this is a little tip jar for people if you want to donate to Mutiny Radio and help us out. I just kind of put it over here, and you can always Venmo us at Mutiny Radio, all one word. And uh, yeah, like, I'll put that there. Um, there's a ton, there's a ton of places for people to sit now if they want, because some people left. Oh, thank you, that's really kind of you. Yay, um, to come on in and hey, 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 and um. And great, this is amazing. I was gonna, I wasn't gonna do a joke about suicide, because uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I have any of those. Oh, he was talking about Christianity. I used to be a Christian. I used to be a cheerleader for God. <laughs> there is only one God, and He is the Sun God. Ra, ra, ra. Thank you. Smart crowd. Smart crowd. Uh, I'm so excited for your next comedian. He is. He's a heavy hitter. He's really funny. I've known him from Portland, and then he moved to New York, and now he's with us, and we're so lucky to have him. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Joe Glasgow. Yay! Yay! Keep it going for Pam. Keep it going for Pam. Come on. This, guys, I don't know. I don't know about this one. I was in the back. Pam was like, you ready to go on? I'm like, I just saw a speaker fall on The Last Comedian. I don't know. If I want to come out, how are we doing? We must really be lonely. It's cold. <laughs> how are you? My dad showed up. What's up? <laughs> if everyone could just stop listening to the comedy show, what's going on? Oh, it is. It's full moon. It actually looks really good. I appreciate that. What? What? <laughs> what's happening out here? What I, did, is it no longer a show? People are like, no, it's the moon thing. We're doing a moon fest. I don't know. It's because it's so cold, and it's like, how lonely are we to be like, just talk to me? I don't need. It doesn't have to be funny. <laughs> just say something warm. Are we good? How are we doing over here? Are we? Wa is anyone here for the show? Are we? I'll I'll do stand up, but I we can also just talk. This is fine. This is how much I like the West Coast. Is that these people aren't even there? They're just being polite. They're not, they don't want to walk in front. So they're like, oh, we'll just wait it out. It'll be good. This guy's dancing. It's fantastic. Please don't get hit by a car. That would be the saddest set for me. No, it's all good. I just don't want to end on a punchline and then just just a car and then a horrible, yeah. Ugh. That's the grossest onomatopoeia and the saddest onomatopoeia I've ever heard. Um, I, uh, I'm a straight dude, and a lot of my friends are, are straight dudes, and they've been complaining about the drunk texting during COVID, about how it's hard. And I just think in general it's a hard it's a hard thing. People shouldn't, you know the drunk texts when you send it, you're like, I miss us. 
and then you get a text back that's like, you're Brian's friend, right? I don't know. We talked one time. My friend is really big on it now. He's really big on drunk texting and like teaching people about it. He's like, dude, you just got to get drunker way earlier in the day. No, that throws girls off completely. Like what, you just send a text like, hey, you up? They respond like, yeah, it's three in the afternoon. What's up? Are you good? I don't drunk text. I have a girlfriend now. I'm so happy I don't have to drunk text. That's like the saddest move. The drunk I used to drunk text like it was a, my obligation. Like I'd be back from a dr night of drinking. I didn't even want to send it. I'd just, get, I'd just be like, hey, where are you? Like I don't want to, just this gross like, like guys don't even want to have sex. They just want to know that they could. We don't want to, you get the text back like, no, I'm not interested. Like that's fine. I'm, I just ate a burrito. I'm so sweaty. Like this wouldn't have been fun for anyone. It's not good. Straight dude friends were boring. Oh, get, get a more diverse, get gay friends. Get bisexual, get anyone else. Get a gay friend so they can say the best sentence in the English language. Gay guys can walk into a room and be like, hey, whose dick do I have to suck to get my dick sucked around here? And they can say that literally, metaphorically, all the ways. This dude is, you have my favorite laugh, sir. You would, every once in a while, you look away from the moon and you go, nice. You like you take the you take away from that you're like the moon was good but this guy he's talking about sucking dicks that's pretty funny all right the moon's moon's no longer good my straight dude friends just talk about the ratio do you guys have friends who talk about the ratio at events hey how are you um, that guy walks by yeah I do <laughs> I gotta head out I gotta go to work but I I do have friends like that my friends talk about the ratio the, the ratio of men to women at parties and events and they do it during COVID too. Like, dude, how's the ratio? Dude, there's four people here. Was well, it like two to two or what? Like, what are we? <laughs> My friends do that in men's bathrooms. The ratio sucks in here. This is terrible. That's why I love pansexual friends. My bisexual friends are my favorite. You call up a bisexual friend at a party, be like, how's the ratio? They'd be like, it's incredible. What do you? It's as good as it could possibly get. I don't know what you're asking me. Get some women friends. Get some straight women friends just to hype you up on Instagram. That's the best. Oh, you know the birthday shout-outs? You don't get those with just straight dude friends. Straight dude friends will, like, post a picture of you blacked out and be like, happy 28, suck it. <laughs> I hope you don't get hired anywhere. This is great. Oh, women friends, the absolute best. Starting those birthday shout-outs. And they all start out the same way. Words cannot explain. Oh, Oh, I love words. Ca words can't explain, but thank you. Very nice of you. It's so sweet. Some some comedian was talking about divorce earlier, and it's the funniest thing. It's like the only thing white people have to complain about is just like, oh, like it's just, they don't. And it's the hardest thing to complain about. Like you can't make divorce sound sad. Like a normal complaint is like, I don't have a home. Kids with divorced parents are like, I have two homes. And two of everything. It's just hard to keep track. I can't do it. It's too much. Um, who was talking about they were from Portland? Has any, everyone left? I feel like it's switched out every single sh person. Pam's from Portland. I don't know if that's right, but I appreciate it. I feel like you were watching the moon from, I don't know if I, okay. Um, I, I did the drive down recently from Portland to California. And you guys know that Oregon-California border section when you drive up and it's a SWAT team and you think they're going to be like, get on the ground! But they're like, do you have fruit? <laughs> and you're like, no. And they're like, yeah, you're good. Go for it. 
no problem. Who are these fruit people? What's going on? Does anyone know? Are these people who are just trying to get free food? And they're like, no, we have to be specific, though. We got to, you know, they're spitballing. One guy's like, we should ask for meth. We're like, no, nah, I don't know, Randy. I don't know why you're here. That's not, is that what, it, or are these just people who don't know how to make friends? And they're just spitballing, right? They're trying to figure it out. They're like, all right, you got your vest on. Okay, we got a checkpoint. Okay, we got a Hyundai Sonata coming up. All right, time to make a friend. Be cool, be cool. Hey, what's up? You got fruit in there? No? I, okay. See ya. <laughs> All right, that was weird as shit. Why did I? Why fruit? Why did we? Why did we do it? Pe these people go to dinner parties and they tell people what they do. Oh, what do you do? I make sure that fruit doesn't go from Oregon to California. That's great. Why do you do that? I have no idea why. I have no idea why they do that at all. How are we, are we just really cold? We want to come in closer? Is it? <laughs> I'm just, I feel like you guys are like, I'm freezing, but I need, just talk at me. I just, I feel like this is a podcast where people are like kind of talking back like they're part of it. They're just like, yeah, Joe Rogan, I agree. Yeah. Elk is sick. Elk is really, really sick. It's nuts. So many bros out here in San Francisco. Oh, they just took over. And by the way, when I say bro, I know I look kind of like a bro. Yeah. I know I look like the guy at the wedding who made up all the nicknames. You know that, like... The guy giving the speech that's like, hey, I was actually, sorry, <laughs> I'm getting emotional. The first one to call him Gooch Face. Um, I love you, man. I'm not a bro, though. I don't play the bro games, right? I don't play flip cups or the beer pongs. I play this one bro game, and it's called Tanner, uh, and it's great. Anyone can play it. You just walk by a group of bros in San Francisco, and you just go, hey, Tanner! And then you win every time. That's great. <laughs> it's so good. The city's changed. The city is, it's so sadly like, like if you go to the marina, it's just, everyone looks like me and they're just so techy and like, oh, it's so bad. It's just every dude trying to tell you like who they work for and they're way too pumped. Like it's a tech startup that does tech startups for startup tech card al algorithms and I do sales. And like, why are you so pumped? Yeah, they know because they're like an envelope company and we do envelope stuff and we're innovating envelopes. Like that's the most boring thing. You just... You're so excited about it. These tech bros, oh, and that's all it is. What, quit, trying to, quit trying to say anyone else is here. The marina tries to pretend like it's like the most diverse area, but it's just, it's just dudes named Brock walking around pitching on their app, that's it. Like I saw one of those new housing things come up and there were, uh, there were brochures for it. And they had the classic brochure friend group. It's like a black guy, someone in a wheelchair, and a Hispanic mom, and they're like, we're all here, we're hanging out. Are they? I want them to be. But all right, because in the marina, just make an honest one. Make an honest brochure, where it's just three dudes who look like me, who are like pretty angry, and a speech bubble that's like, my white girlfriend has dreads. And it's like, welcome to the marina. <laughs> they, they are the ones who are here. Uh, guys, you, you've been fun. This has been, uh, this has been interesting. I'll do, I'll do uh, one more bit, but I'm, I'm going to go get warm <laughs> after this and maybe cry one out. I don't know. Um, my friends keep trying to tell me, uh, every conversation, they just tell me how long they have sex for. Like, that's their whole, that's the whole conversation is them treating me like I'm their crack, uh, track coach, you know? They're just like, Joe, 45 minutes. Like, what's up? You know? Friends who get nervous and they're sad. They're like, sorry, it was only eight minutes this time, but I have a meeting, so I'm stressed. Like, you don't have to tell me how long... That's the thing with straight dudes, too. They lie. They, you just lie. My friends, like, they're swearing an oath. They're like, I had sex with this person for three hours. Are they okay? What's going on? 
Three hours, like I drove to San Jose and back, yeah? Like the entire Fellowship of the Ring, that's what you do? Okay, very, very fun. All right, I should have ended on the last one, but that's all right, we're cold. <laughs> Thanks, guys, I'm Joe Glasgow. Joe Glasgow, everyone, yeah! We've got empty chairs. If you wanna be in a chair, like, oh, from people over there, or there we go, cool, cool. Yeah, your next comedian. I'm so glad he's back on the scene. Uh, he works at Cobbs all the time. He actually works at Cobbs. He books a show there usually when it used to be open. Remember when things were open? Yay! Cobbs was so when there were 400 people inside. It was so great. And he used to book a great show there on Sundays. So right now, clap your hands together, everybody, for Austin Carr! Yay! There's baggies. Thank you for the baggies. Keep it going for Pam, everybody, your host. Hold on, I'm getting my, hold, hold on, we're getting my baggie, there we go, all right. Live comedy, we're back. Let's get some, give it up for yourselves for hanging out all night. We're back, we're outside, we're never going back to Zoom. <laughs> Did you guys know Zoom comedy shows were a thing? No, they're awful, let me tell you, sir. You get no interaction with the audience in the, like this. I'm just laying there in my bed, I feel like I'm a cam girl. <laughs> I'm just lying there like, do you like this? Is it this? Is it that? And it's just my cat in the back of the room going, no, no, they don't at all. <laughs> Put your shirt back on. This is embarrassing. Have some self-respect. Get on OnlyFans like your friends. It's time to get industrious. It's a pandemic. How many of our girlfriends are on OnlyFans now? Anybody? All right, moving on. No. <laughs> what a weird time to be alive. I love, uh, I love the last comic that just went up. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught on. He had a great set, and then halfway through, started getting heckled by a kid in that window. I don't know if any of you guys saw that going down, but she was like, hey, what are you guys doing? Let me run a tight five by you. I got some ideas. Let me out of here. That's how we all feel, kid. We all feel like children right now. The government's kind of treating us like kids, talking to us like kids. It's all color-coded now. You know, it's all right, kids. It's purple. It's time to go back inside. We're getting red. Oh, no, back to purple. Back to your corner. Put your dunce cap on. Put on your fit. All right, anyway. No, it's good to be back out of here, guys. We hanging in there in quarantine? We getting by? Staying positive, I hope? Yeah? You guys smoking weed in quarantine? Where are my weed people at? Yeah, a couple of you? All right, I'm outnumbered. I get it. We drinking tonight, we're staying warm. I understand. The moon is a thing. It's a vibe. We're out here. <laughs> I'm smoking weed uh, just to get by. You know, I smoke weed because I have anxiety. Anybody have anxiety here? Yeah, it's usually just like a little bit of a slight nod. It's never a very robust response. It's usually one person in the back like, yeah, me, but I just calmed down. So don't call attention to it. Just fucking let me live, all right? Oops, I let one out. But uh, yeah, I smoke weed because I have anxiety. I had to go to my doctor recently because uh, I've been going through fainting spells. Yeah, let me say that for you guys again. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, fainting spells. Ladies recently single, he may go down on you, but not the way you want him to. <laughs> At any moment, he might go down. He might just drop on you. <laughs> yeah, I had to go to my doctor. I was like, what's going on? I'm passing out. And she said, you have this thing called vasovago, where it's like you get into a heightened emotional state and you pass out. Yeah, now I'm like one of those goats that you see on YouTube that you yell at and scare, and I just go down. <laughs> but I use it to my advantage. Remember in a losing argument in a relationship? I just get the wobbly legs going. <laughs> like, I don't know if I got it in me tonight, baby. And she doesn't buy it for one minute, just like the back row. She just hears the Mortal Kombat announcer going, finish him, steps in, hits me with some logic, and it's over. 
Yeah, I've been uh, smoking a lot of weed just because it's, it's a negative time. You know, it's, it's tough. There's a lot of negativity in the air. I was searching for some positivity. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to roll a bunch of joints and I'm going to go for a walk in the park. And I'm just going to like smile and talk to people and see what's going on out in the world. Yeah, you're laughing at me right away because it didn't play out like that at all. <laughs> now I'm just way too high walking around this park trying to make meaningful eye contact with people, <laughs> which is severely frowned upon nowadays. Everyone's just looking up from their headphones like, you trying to fight me or fuck me? What's going on here? I never quite got that connection I was looking for. Yeah, what an interesting time. So do, are you guys all, uh, do you guys frequent this show often? I saw you guys, you were standing in the back, you walked away, and then you were like, I just can't quit you, mutiny comedy. We're back. We're back in the front row. I loved it. That was. This is where we learn the real fans, the real comedy diehards. We're sticking through even through the full moon. Were you guys out just walking your dog and stopped by, or were you planning on coming here? You came during the summer, so you... Okay. I was laughing, thinking about... Oh, right on. So you, you're familiar with Pam and all of her... Yeah, she's great. I thought you guys were just out walking the dog, and now I'm thinking about the dog's perspective, and he's just sitting there like, you know, I just feel like none of the jokes are really for me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? And he's, he's like, I thought this was our time. I get out of the house, I go for a walk. You tricked me. We had the bromance couple here. I was going to get into them, but they're off to go watch a movie together and <laughs> smoke some weed. I get it. You guys, are you married? Siblings, she answered that. She's like, let me shut it down right away. Don't you come at me with that, sir. I've lived with this man all my life, but not for the reason you think. All right, siblings, younger. All right, I got the angst. I got, yeah, younger sibling energy. That's all right. And uh, do you guys live here together in the city or you're visiting? All right. Cool, moving on. <laughs> Were you one of the comics on the show? Yeah, right on. That's, that was what the kerfuffle was. I was around the corner at the time, but I just assumed that you were killing it. But right on, okay. Anyway, this is enough audience interaction, I guess. We've all forgotten how to interact with people. I'm just trying to get it in and stay fresh, you know? It's, it's been a while. I gotta keep on my game. What's your name? No, I'm kidding. All right, anyway. Uh, all right, you guys, my name's Austin Carr. Let's get to know me a little bit more. I went to fat camp as a kid. Let's talk about it, all right? It's a real place. Some families send their children away to get better at things or pursue a passion, you know, archery, astronomy. My family was like, go be with your people, you know, just go graze in a field or whatever it is that you guys do, but just do something about it, all right? Just fix it. Just fix it. Yeah, they just passed this fat camp thing down on me like a prison sentence. I was kind of digging being fat, you know? I was like, fast food is great. Video games are fun. Exercise, I don't like being sweaty, you know? <laughs> I had found my lane. I thought I found my niche, but they were like, nope, you're going to Fat Kid Kid. Figure it out. Fat Kid Kid. Fat Camp Kid. Anyway. Pardon the condom movement there. This feels embarrassing. This is a very common guy moment, but we, we don't like to acknowledge it. Sometimes you just got to pull it down and, and pretend that it fits, all right? But it's a one-size-fits-all scenario here at Muni. Anyway, don't judge me like that. Yeah, uh, fat camp. Let's get back into that. Sorry, I'm, I clearly smoked around the corner before my set, but uh, yeah, they just passed. They, they, uh, they. Jesus Christ, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> Do you ever have? It's clearly I've been in, I've been in my room for too long. Now this kid's gonna start heckling me. She's like, "Come on, buddy, punchline, let's go." It's in the cadence. It's the timing. No, fat camp was ridiculous. The, the most embarrassing day of fat camp is the first day. Because it's like they go through the whole prison check-in process. They strip you down and take pictures of you. 
I don't know what they to get, catalog your gang tattoos to figure out if you're a Taco Bell conquistador or one of the Burger Kings. But no, it's to get the before and after pictures for Fat Camp. Because everyone wants those for the family album, you know? I don't know, maybe Pam can use them for my headshots next time. But, you know, it's, it's a very vulnerable moment as a fat kid getting stripped down and, and being cataloged like that, getting pictures taken. But, you know, as tough as that is, I like thinking that those pictures are still out there and that, like, they are on a laptop somewhere, and I will hope it ends up in, like, a criminal investigation somehow. <laughs> and there's just this grizzled old cop sitting down, and he lights up a cigarette, and he's like, my God. You know, I've been on this job for 50 years, and I've seen a lot of shit. But this is the worst stash of child pornography I've ever seen in my life. Is that a fat Rosie O'Donnell? What happened to that one? What happened to that one? <laughs> yeah, then they take the pictures of you, and then they weigh you for like the saddest version of the Harry Potter sorting hat sequence that you've ever seen. You know, they weigh you to figure out how much of a problem you have and what they're gonna do with you. And then like, uh, once you're in there, it's like, it's like a work camp. They just run you and work you. And it's like, uh, it's like a work, it's like an intention camp. It's like Auschwitz, the only thing they cared about was burning calories. <laughs> okay, a little bit of a pullback there, but let's dissect this, okay? What do you think this is? You think it's a pro-Auschwitz joke? This is anti-fat camp. What side of the fence do you think I'm on? I'm fat, I can't get over that fence. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they run you, and then they, they, they preach all this nutrition stuff, but they feed you all this weird food, like powdered eggs. Powdered eggs, yeah, you can bounce them off the tables at your fat buddies. They catch them in their mouths like a Benihana game. And that's all you have on the inside to keep you laughing, keep you positive. <laughs> and they have all these, like, little events to try to convince you that you're a normal child and having, like, a real childhood. They'll, like, they'll do social mixture social mixers and dances. I think I am having a stroke. We'll, we'll, we'll check back in. Are you in the medical industry? Uh, you look like you're like diagnosing me right now. You're like, the face is sagging a little bit on the left side, but I don't know if that's genetic and I don't want to call attention. Anyway, all right. <laughs> well, thank you. Just like one minute. You've got one minute left to live. One minute, then you're dead. <laughs> Make it count. This is like that Johnny Cash moment where they're like, if you had one minute, one song to sing, what would you say? You guys remember that scene in that movie? No? I've lost you. I loved you. I loved you, and you loved me for a brief moment. We had that. Let's not forget it. <laughs> uh, anyway, guys, uh, I was driving past this play on my, place on my way here called uh, Full Spectrum Martial Arts. Full Spectrum Martial Arts. I don't know what you guys imagine going on in there, but I just pictured a bunch of autistic kids going nuts, all right? Just <laughs> blood-curdling screams. The instructors have barred the doors. They're like, I don't know what happened. They learned all the moves in one day, all right? You got to... Protect yourself when you go in there. They're trained to go for the eyes and the groin. They're gonna come at you. All right, you guys, my name's Austin Carr. Give it up for your host, Pam. I'll see you around. Stay positive. Austin Carr, everyone. Yeah. There's still, there's, there's still actual chairs. <laughs> uh, yay, hey, thanks for coming and bringing dogs. I still have the... If anyone ever wants to donate, there's a money thing, or you can always Venmo at Mutiny Radio. That's a thing. Uh, your next comedian, he, are you, should I not say about the accordion? I'm sorry, did I ruin it? I ruined it. I just blew it. I just blew his whole, I just blew his whole game. Uh, he's a really funny guy. And they all, they all are, aren't they? There, were, there was a girl, though, at the beginning, remember? And I'm technically a girl. Um, but they, oh, thank you. Did you know that clits are tiny dicks? Yeah, all sizes matter. They do. The same stuff in there. Uh, your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Josh Kahn! 
All right, all right, all right. Give it up for Pam, guys. She is so sweet. I love how she's like that. Remember, there was women. There was women on the show. I swear to God, there's been some of these guys were people of color. If you couldn't tell, I swear to God, they were. Like, don't, don't doubt it. Come back to Mutiny Radio. Please donate to us. We need your money. And guys, they do. Get on that internet and uh, give us the money. We, we want, we want your money. Uh, to put it plainly, hey, I'm Josh Kahn, everybody. I just flew in from East Oakland, and boy, are my arms tired of being shot full of heroin needles. Too dark of an opener? Okay, never, he says. Yeah, man, dude, it has been cold. My balls are wrinkly little diamonds right now. I got my iPhone. I got the new iPhone. It takes your rectal temperature and knows your blood type, so I got that. I got the new iPhone. Um, I like to put, like, my Siri is, like, I, I always put my Siri to be, like, a British girl or something. Like, it feels more, like, comforting to me somehow. And I got the Alexa for my home hub. And uh, I guess you can get the voice of Sam Jackson to be your Alexa now, right? So I got it. I paid for the little upgrade. I have Sam Jackson as my Alexa now. And I asked Alexa, there's Alexa, what's the weather like? Alexa says, yes, there's a 60% chance of rain. And it's going to be cold as hell. <laughs> Alexa, please play Garden State soundtrack. Now playing Black Snake Moan soundtrack. No. Alexa, Garden State sound to track. Now playing Black Snake Moan. <laughs> Christina Ricci, locked up in my basement. <laughs> okay, that was my harmonica. I'm not going to do that again. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Is my car, I, there's all sorts of stuff in my car. Do you guys think my car is safe in this neighborhood? Yes. I, just in case, I got the new car alarm. I got the Sam, I, no, I got the, uh, I got the James Brown car alarm, okay? You guys heard of this? James Brown car alarm? Somebody messes with my car, now my car alarm goes, Hey! 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 Get up off of my car! Bravo. Uh, yeah, spending some time in San Francisco, not in Oakland anymore. Um, it's great being over here. I really like it. Hippie Hill, surprisingly violent place. Surprisingly violent. Uh, yeah, one of the hippies was like, you want to buy some of this Nog Champa? Help out me and my family. I was like, nah, bro, I'm good. I'm kind of strapped. He was like, okay, man, your karma's going to get you stabbed. Namaste. I don't know. I don't know. I'm out here. You're looking at me. You're like, what the F? What the race are you? What the hell race are you? What kind of? No. She's like, I'm not like that. Come on. Don't, don't. Nah, you're doing this for optics. You were wondering the whole fucking, yes. No, oh, effort, I'm sorry. No, you were wondering. Guess, just guess. Come on, get out of your comfort zone here. Forget about optics for a second. It's just you and me and this beautiful puppy here. What race am I? Damn, you were very close. You got half of it. I'm Asian and I'm Jewish. That's actually what this, that's what this train wreck is. See? Asian and Jewish. I'm Korean and Jewish, so I can mix your K-pop album on a budget. <laughs> so talk to me after the show. I will do that for you. Uh, I'm very talented, even though my parents don't believe that. Um, I told my mom I was going to start comedy, and she was like, oh, no, why? You're not funny. <laughs> and you, you are so ugly. Comedian eventually have to be on TV. I think you mean you want to have podcasts. Everyone have podcasts. Your grandfather have podcasts. It's about dumping white women. Okay. You guys, you, you know that song off of the radio, the hip-hop radio stations? It goes, um, it goes like this. It goes, I'm living my best life. Ain't got time to fuck with you. You know that song? Do you know the song? 
I hate that song because you know who was living their best life and didn't have time to f with us? My dad. Aw. Don't defend the guy. What? It works better when I scream, my dad! And people are like, oh my god, mine too! I tried the soft. It didn't work. Limp. Limp delivery, Josh Kahn. Uh, yeah. Now, we're both failed musicians, so every Halloween I dress up like a guitar just so it will hold me for a couple hours, you know? I'm just trying to make you guys a satisfying cancer, you will give beauty radio money. Are you guys all cold enough? I'm glad most of the room walked by now. It's like being like one of the last comedians is like being one of the last guys to the orgy. Like the audience is already completely covered and cold and just wants it to be over. And like, get that, get that camera out of my face. Um, yeah, no, 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 not a ton more to say about me. I, I got a kid. That's the other thing you should know. Look at this. And yeah, I'm responsible for another human life. It's a horrible world. It's a horrible world we live in. Heading towards the apocalypse. Nah, he's 18 now. We got through it. He's cool. Like, we're cool. We got a good relationship. In fact, we're starting a father-son business. We're going to start a vape store. Okay? But and it's his idea because he just turned 18, so we're only going to sell vape stuff to kids. Place is going to be called Statutory Vape. <laughs> All the kids want to shop there. We don't need to make a federal case out of this one. Um, no, yeah, no, but for real. People are like, you going to let your kids smoke? You going to let your kids smile? I'm like, let my kids smoke. He's my dealer, bro. I am not paying full price for dabs. And, uh, yeah, blah, blah about me. You, you know, you, you, here's the thing. You, you don't want to hear about me. You want to see comedians are all talk, and they talk about stuff, right, and they're all blah, 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 but they never do anything about the big issues. So you guys here tonight, I'm going to do something special, okay? I'm going to do something about one of the biggest issues in our country right now, okay? I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to do something about it right here, right in front of you, okay? The, ish, the issue, bear with me here, is heroin, okay? Okay, black heroin. It's an issue in this country, okay? Issue is there's not enough of it. Okay, this is the issue. I don't want to talk about it, guys. I want to do something about it. Finally, comedians, you're all talk. I'm going to do something. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a line of the strongest black heroin that I could locate on the mic here for you, and you're going to listen to what it sounds like. What do you think? We're going to try it, okay? We're going to try it. We're going to do it here. Who wants me to do it? Round of applause. Here we go. Count of three. One. Two, three. Harriet Tubman was born on March 1822 in Dorchester, Maryland. She was an American civil rights activist that smuggled some 70 slaves out of the South during the American Civil War using a network of anti-slavery slave houses known as the Underground Railroad. What kind of black heroin did you think that I meant? Whoa, whoa, whoa now. Pump those brakes. That is selfish. One minute. Okay, I'm going to play you guys a song. Uh, hold on one second. All right, this is what you guys get. You deserve nothing less than this. This is, this sounds like, uh, this is an instrument that sounds like I stepped on a cat that was having sex with a clarinet, and now you all get to listen to it. And we call this entertainment here at Mutiny Radio. Give us your money. Give us your money. Okay, so this song, uh, it's in the style of the band The Ramones, and it is about a little pre-show ritual that I performed before coming here. And I think a lot of comedians, though, they might not like to admit it, also perform before they do comedy. Here is uh, my song about all of comedy's uh, pre-show ritual. Here we go. 20, 20, 24 minutes ago, at home I masturbated. Didn't wash my hands before I came to the show, and now the microphone's tainted. 
And if you're a comedian, then you already know you're paying with your dick until it's almost time to go. You gotta wipe the jism off of all your shitty jokes. No, 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 no. Fap, 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 fap. At home I'm masturbated. Fap, 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 fap. At home I'm masturbated. 20, 20, 24 seconds ago, all of you got offended. Whipped out my dick and lost some porno. Now my career is ended. And if you're in the audience, you think it's really gross. Don't want to have to picture me not wearing all my clothes or having me a circle jerk with all my comic bros. No, 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 that's gross. Fap, 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 fap. And I'm masturbated. Come on. Fap, 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 fap. And I'm masturbated. You know you do it. Fap, 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 fap. I should have lubricated. Fap, 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 fap. At home I masturbated. Guys, I'm Josh Khan. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Make sure you donate to Mutiny Radio today. Oh, there's my condom. How insane was that? That was super. That was super awesome. Oh, I had a joke to say and then I forgot it. Okay, never mind. I'll just bring up your next comedian. There's two comedians left. If there's still people, there's chairs and stuff. The chairs were full, and then they disappeared, and then they're full. It's been a, it's been an interesting night. There you go. All right. Uh, ooh, oh, okay, there. Uh, sorry, she almost tripped. We have liability insurance. Did I mention that earlier? Uh, your next comedian, put your hands together, everybody. Enoch Eno, yay! Oh. Oh, you. Thank you. Yeah. Keep masturbating. Huh? My dream in uh, comedy has always been people giving me a standing masturbation. You know what I mean? Huh? Right? A standing masturbation. See what I did right there? I played with the words. I masturbated with the words. Huh? Thank you. Don't lean back so much. You know what? Lean back. Wow. This man had an adrenaline kick. Don't correct me again. He had an adrenaline kick. That's right. Bloods. That's right. Keep going. He's a member of an American gang called Bloods. His name is also Pancake. I did not make that name up. That's his name. Um, before I start, uh, I'd like to I'd like to tell you about Thank you. Are you translating everything I'm saying? Or is there like a 30 second delay? Huh? Really? What's the number that I'm holding in my head right now? Seven. You're wrong. That's right. Would you mind putting your burqa back on? Please. This is America. Put it back on. It's a joke. I like it when women are fully covered. You know what I mean? I do. I do. I apologize. I meant to say properties fully covered. Uh, Listen, these are jokes. I went, just like the rest of you, to the March Against Women. I'm all for it. You know what I mean? I love it. I go to the March Against Women all day, every day, when it was happening. Uh, but I'd like to quote our last president, God. What a great guy. Uh, thoughts and prayers. I would like to do my impression of thoughts and prayers. Here's the thought. Man, I love dolphins. They're so cool, you know? I wish I had a friend who was a dolphin. So we could just like hang out. You know what I mean? Be like, like what's up, dolphin? Pretty good. 
you know, hang out with your friend who's a dolphin. That's a good thought that I had. And here's the prayer. I hope those people who were murdering have dolphin friends. That's how shitty of a thing is that to say to people. Thoughts and prayers. No joke there. And you're laughing. I've heard it another you know what? This is the second time. These are original. These are original jokes. This is the second time. I feel you're judging me right now. Look, he's masturbating as he's sitting down. Look, you can see his vajayables right there. I don't want to generalize. He could be whatever. Um, that's the car that I want someday. I have a small attention span. That's a, that car is a Mercedes Sprinter. We know what they call it in Germany? A Mercedes Sprinter. Yeah. Uh, the brand was Hitler's Dream, you would know. And uh, it has, you can live on it if you wanted to. You know what I mean? Could you? I don't think you could, but I could. Okay, you could too. We could, but I don't want to live with you. But I would like to live on my own. Not really. They're like $70,000 start base price. How do I know? I know property value really well. Oh, what was I saying? Right. Is that your dog? I love my dog. I also have a dog. And I would murder everybody in here because of how much I love my dog. I'm not gonna, but I, that's how much I love my dog. His name is Kizmo. One day, he was in the closet a couple months ago. I said, Kizmo, I get it. Let's go. Let's get out of that closet. Let's go to the gay dog park. You may ask me what a gay dog park is. It's a dog park designed for dogs that are gay. So I went to the gay dog park, and I said, here it is. Then I realized there's no such thing called a gay dog park. That's an unended joke. That's not a joke. Huh? Did you get that? Why did I lose the laughter? Huh? That's racist. That's bullshit. I'm an American, goddammit. Born and raised. You heard my name. Whatever the fuck. It's an American goddamn name. If you ask my name, it's, I'm not going to tell you. But my last name is Karachaylak, which means the dark rookie. My name is Belief, the dark rookie. But people can't say it. So I say, I don't know if I'm gay or straight. I think it depends on the Karachaylak. That's my last name. Are you thinking about it? Huh? Are you embarrassed? Are you okay, sweetheart? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but are you embarrassed? Okay. What kind of non-American are you? I was testing you. Very good. Because we don't want no immigrants in here, right? Does anybody here also not love immigrants? <laughs> Bravo, Luke. Thank you. Bravo. Does anybody here also not really love immigrants as much as I don't love immigrants? Why I don't love immigrants? You may ask me. I'm from Oakland. You may ask me. That car has nobody in it, by the way. There's nobody in it. Okay, you're right. Uh, my, this is what I think of immigrants. They're the worst. Beyond worst. How do I know? I used to be one. Five years ago. Now when I see one, and I know when I see one, Jen. I go up to them and I tell them stuff like, boy, I tell you, sorry, girl, I tell you what. 
if you don't like it around here, we're not supposed to use that word. You can F out of here. <laughs> huh? Immigrant hate jokes? It's not working? I'm a true American. I love my country. I voted for the fear. I love pickup trucks. I'm attracted to my cousin. He's a very handsome man. And I love hunting. That's right. I love hunting. I love hunting for deer. I love hunting for cougars. I love hunting for peasants. I love hunting. Like my president. Uh, are you okay? I feel like I heard. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, whew, uh, this is a good day, huh? What's that, dear? Where's my cousin? He's in America, goddammit. He lives in Texas. He's a very handsome man. He looks like a mix of Orlando Bloom and Johnny Depp. And a little bit of a 7-Eleven worker. Kind of like me. With a better, better grasp of the English language. By the way, I would like to uh, extend my thanks to my dear friend Pam. Because, yes, keep it going for Pam. She's been a big supporter. She's a black heroine herself. And she identifies as a black person. Please don't do that. And uh, she has, uh, if you ever would like to go inside, uh, inside here, most of my artwork is there. And most of artwork that I have done there has been a translation of the pain and the hurt that I have received from the whitey for years, living in Iowa. And then you could see that there. And I used to live in the Central America, in, in Iowa. And being the only black person there, I didn't know much about your customs, right? Like cousin fucking, whatever you do. And I changed it all when I came here to beautiful California. Right? What's your name? Uh, are we out of time? Very good. As a last joke, I'd like to do something that's much more uh, typical. And this is a joke that really uh, my dear friend uh, Dave, happy, loving, meaningful Dave likes. Here's the political joke. Here's my impression of an aggravated Russian chicken. That's for you, Dave. What the fuck? <laughs> I said it. I apologize. Uh, keep it going for your great host, Pamela, again. Thank you. I love you, Pamela. Enoch, we have one comedian left. You do not have comedy pneumonia yet, do you? You've done it. You've stuck it out. These two ladies are amazing. Uh, your last comedian, he's your headliner. He's going to make you laugh, everybody. Put your hands together for Mean Dave. Yay! How about a round of applause uh, for to, just for general warmth? Uh, just slap your hands together because it is fucking cold out here, and and the comedians too. Everybody here who's been performing on the street. Uh, my parents told me going into comedy, you're gonna wind up on the street, and they were fucking right. It's, excuse me, my language, my language, no swears, no swears. Sorry about that. They were they were right. Sorry, I uh, I am the last one, so they can't shut it down. Um, not, nothing against it. Thank you, ladies, for being here. If you have court cards that need to be signed for community service, I am happy to do that for you. Because, uh, no, that's, that's one of the things. Uh, 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 my name is Mean Dave. It's just a nickname short for Meaningful David. And uh, one of the things, I, I've, one of the things uh, lately that this last year has taught me is that if, uh, if you're a scientist, uh, don't tell people what you find. Let them figure it out for themselves because they don't believe you anyway. 
you know, when it comes to like the everything from climate change to COVID, I, if I were a scientist and I was like finding shit, find shit out, I'm like, I just won't tell anybody because nobody believes you. They would rather believe a choose your own adventure book on Reddit and 4chan. Uh, they call it QAnon. I didn't know anything about it. Uh, I, I love deciding my own facts too. I just didn't know that you could get it from, you know, just basically online fortune cookies. And, uh, but it's, I, I, I find that group fascinating. My favorite, uh, early in the pandemic, my favorite conspiracy theory was the fact that uh, they said that COVID was a front for a cover up uh, for a meteor that was going to hit us in May. And I was like, if I could only be so lucky, are you kidding me? Like, that's not, that's not, that's not realistic. And, uh, and of course, and they said the, the cover for it was so that people would be forced to stay home with their families in the last month. And I'm like, just tell me that the meteor's coming. I'm not hanging out with my family. I've been sober for seven years. I'm going to relapse, spend those last 30 days on the black tar heroin, not heroin. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go try stuff I have not done yet, you know? Uh, one of the things that I've noticed in the pandemic, too, uh, I ride a lot of public transportation because I protested having a driver's license seven years ago by driving drunk and uh, getting caught. And I told the officer, I don't want to drive anymore. And he said, no problem. We'll take care of that for you. And uh, so I ride a lot of public transportation. And uh, so much so, BART right now has, uh, today was a little, it was a little off. They had some police activity. But I've noticed, you know, it's, there's not as many people on BART yet. Same amount of piss and shit, so uh, people have been keeping that covered. But uh, one thing I've noticed, a big glaring uh, change, no one's jumping in front of the BART trains anymore. In the most depressing time in America, in the Bay Area, no one has jumped in front of the BART trains, which proves that anybody who's jumping in front of these BART trains are really doing it for the attention, uh, which is kind of annoying, because it's like, you don't want to jump in front of a BART train unless it's full of passengers. That's kind of messed up. If you're really about the suicide, you should be jumping in front of it when it's like the most convenient, which is right now. You're not, because the, the reason why is because I rode BART a lot and there was a billboard that really pissed me off one year. Uh, it said, suicide is not the answer. Bless you. Let's get her a COVID test right now. Stat, Pam. Uh, I saw this billboard and it said, suicide is not the answer. And I, that billboard is correct. Suicide is not an answer. It's a solution. There's a difference. Uh, you know, it's not, no one's asking a question like how'd Steve die? He committed suicide. You know, that's not, that's not a question. It's, and I'm not saying suicide is the right solution by any means. I, but I am pro-choice. And if you are going to abort your life in the 500 trimester of living it, I, I'm not standing in your way. You know, 7 billion people on the planet. We have to thin the herd out somehow. You might as well take the volunteers first. Um, that's why I'm actually kind of pro-COVID in a way. Uh, but but at the same time, I'm not you know I'm not a monster. I'm not any of that kind of stuff. I just when I saw this billboard, I found it incredibly condescending because I know what the billboard is really trying to say. This was Bart's public relations response to the rash of suicides that were occurring during commute hours. So all the billboard was really saying was, "Hey, are you going to kill yourself? Well, do Bart a favor. Don't kill yourself here. People are trying to get to work on time. You know." And I'm, I'm all for honesty in advertising. It's like, if you want the billboard to work, just list other forms of suicide you could do in the privacy of your own home. So you die, everybody gets to work on time, everybody wins, you know? Um, and also, that's the thing is, I, I, I am, you know, I gotta tell you, I mean, I, 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 some people find this to be like, you know, a messed up, a messed up, you know, bit or whatever, but I'm like, that's really, the, the billboard is kind of messed up, because, you know, I'm just the type of person where it's like, you know, if you are the type of person that's like, you know what, I can't live another day. 
I'm gonna jump in front of a BART train. And you go down to the BART station, you're working your nerve up, you're about to literally show everybody what you're made of all over the front of one of these trains. And you see this billboard that says, hey buddy, suicide's not the answer, call this hotline. And you're like, you know what, this billboard makes a lot of sense. I changed my mind. I feel you should probably jump in front of that bar train for having advertising have that easy an effect on you. I don't, I don't, we don't need you if you're that easily swayed, all right? You can't decide between a, a Big Mac and a Happy Meal and all that. You know, you need a billboard to tell you what's what. Jump. Follow through. That's all I'm saying. And, uh, and that's, uh, this is only a joke about advertising. For, for, because the fact is, if you think this is in bad taste, BART has a sense of humor also, because they reissued that billboard not long after that, and the billboard after that said, suicide is not the route. Get it? Yeah. Train puns, because that's what keeps me from killing myself. Good pun work. Which made me want to jump in front of the train even more. Just smear myself all over the billboard just to prove that the billboard's not effective and get the guy fired who thought of it, you know? It's like, the billboard's not working, Steve. Get out of here. And, um, and I used to say this joke was a work in progress, uh, that much like the uh, station in San Jose, I'll always be working on it, but it'll never be finished. And now San Jose's finished, so this joke is finished too, I guess. Um, but I've had, I've, oh, thanks, thanks. Not done yet, not done yet. Uh, there's, there is one thing though, I, I have had mixed results as a result of this joke. Uh, two people that really enjoyed this joke. Uh, one was a dude who was at a private show I did. He came up after the show and he handed me a business card and it was the dude who was the head of the San Francisco Suicide Prevention Council who lobbied for those billboards. He was one of the guys that came up with it. He goes, yeah, I, got, I, I really like that joke. Uh, here's my email. Email me. I got a show for you to do, a private show. I'm like, no problem. I did. I emailed him. I never heard back. <laughs> he got me. All right. I was like, good one. Good one, dude. Uh, and uh, the other guy who actually really enjoys this joke, who uh, it's really close to my heart, is uh, a, a guy named Mike Bronco, who's a BART driver with two confirmed kills. And this is his favorite joke, so I gotta, I gotta hand it to that. Like he, he goes, every time I see those billboards, man, I think of you, Dave. And I'm like, thanks, man, it means a lot. But again, I get mixed results uh, with this joke. It's, uh, you know, so I don't always bust out, but when I'm doing a show on the street to like, you know, people who are passing by, F it, you know, I'm gonna tell it. Um, what have I got to lose? I'm gonna just jump in traffic if it doesn't work. Uh, but, uh, but no, there was a guy, I, I hosted a show, there's a show, a lot of the, uh, like Enoch has been there, um, uh, it was in Co Concord, uh, there's a show at a place called Vinny's Bar and Grill, and I host that show, and it's, a, it's to a bar room, it's a sports bar and all that, we get, you know, hit and miss, you know, audience members, on this night, it was a, there was a nice full crowd there, and I host the show, and I tell that joke, and no one is laughing. Everyone's staring at me like, you are a sick, twisted asshole, dude. Like, what? And I had to host the rest of the show. So I got off stage, and then a dude who's about six foot five, uh, about, you know, 350 pounds to look at him, uh, he had a camouflage hat, camouflage shorts to match. I think you could tell from the description, he was a white dude. Uh, he rolls up to me, and uh, in, in that imposing kind of way, he was like, hey, are you the guy running this show? And I'm like, I'm the host, man. What can I do for you? He said, I need you to promise me something. So what do I need to promise you, man? He goes, I need you to promise me I'm not going to hear another suicide on BART joke for the rest of the night. My buddy was the guy who jumped in front of the BART train in Pleasanton two months ago. Yeah, a little messed up. And uh, I, just, I just basically took a deep breath and just, you know, looked him dead in his eyes. And I said, I know exactly how you feel, man, because... Um, my joke died tonight too, and uh, 
I think we're even. You know, that's the worst fate you can hope for a comedian, you know, as a joke to die like that on the mic. And we became friends, actually. I've known him for a long time. His name's Andy, and uh, Andy's a very depressing dude, I got to tell you. Uh, I, I, I tell you, after a few years of knowing him, I think I know why his friend jumped. Uh, I know, it's messed up. It's messed up. Andy even got drunk one night and even told me, he goes, Dave, I'm glad you told that joke because I started rethinking my shit. And uh, I'm pretty sure I've gotten shit-faced and told, told somebody they ought to go kill themselves. I said, that's strange, Andy. By any chance, was it your friend who jumped in front of the BART train in Pleasanton a while back? Might have solved that mystery and pulled this together. And then you could have enjoyed the joke on the night I told it. I don't know, man. So... But yeah, so that's why I say comedy's fun when it's really fuck or, uh, dangerous, uh, not not effed up and all that kind of stuff. You know, you know how hard it is to not say the f word when you're that man. You know, man, I guess you just gotta say it like a chicken out here, man. I don't know. You know, it's proved that some. Um, I will say the pandemic has made me appreciate a lot of things, uh, a lot of things, uh, especially especially public restrooms, which I'm hoping to hit this one before I have to head back on home uh, on Bart tonight, and. Uh, I learned the value of a public restroom five years ago on BART uh, after drinking a mocha and learning the hard way that when you drink a mocha, you need a bathroom within the next 30 minutes. And I learned that on BART between San Francisco and Oakland in front of my girlfriend at the time. And it ruined more than just my pants. Uh, it ruined my relationship because if you're in a relationship and you shit yourself, your mate should know. And uh, she couldn't tell. She just kept talking about her art project for another 10 minutes. And I'm like, you knew I had to take a shit. And you can't tell that I'm shitting right now. This relationship is done. <laughs> Broke up with her at Fruitvale Bart right outside the bathroom. And, uh, and, but that's what I learned. Again, you need the, the value. You can't just walk out and just assume your pees and your poos are going to land where they're supposed to. And, uh, but the pandemic has really made that much more apparent because you, you, know, you can't just assume that all restrooms are available to you. And, uh, and I remember the last time I used a restroom with just the freedom that we had before COVID. And it was last March uh, at a Safeway in Sunnyvale. I walked in, went to go use the urinal. There's two urinals side by side. And uh, uh, I was peeing. Another guy came in. He started peeing next to me. And uh, dudes might know this. Ladies, if you've ever used a shiwi in a men's room next to a dude, you might know this too. It's progressive times these days. I don't, I'm, you know, I don't judge. Um, but... Uh, sometimes when people are, when dudes are peeing next to each other, if you're not peeing like an even stream, like if you're not peeing like, you know, if you're not here, like if you roll up there, they're peeing and your fireman's late to the fire, you know, you might get a little paranoid. Uh, not only that, or if, you, if they show up and you're not hearing sound from them and you're the one, you know, hosing down your, your urinal, you're like, what the fuck are you, or what the F are you doing, man, you know? And, uh, and then, not only that, sometimes it gets competitive. Somebody hears somebody hosing down there, they're like, I can blast it far, you know, harder than you, and they start peeing, it turns into this whole pissing contest, literally. And, uh, but on this day, me and dude, we were peeing even streams. I think the panic over toilet paper was kind of taking our minds off things. And um, it was when we were washing our hands that things got really awkward. We finished peeing at the same time, oddly enough, and we started washing our hands, and that dude, was he had his sink, the, the faucet on full blast, he was pounding the soap dispenser, he was making a lot of noise, and I looked over, I'm like, what are you doing, taking a shower? And, uh, and it was this terrified young Asian dude. He was terrified, and he kept looking at me like I was gonna do something. I couldn't figure out why he was scared. And I'm like, uh, you know, I, what am I gonna do? I'm a lazy dude, look at me, look at all this hair, all right, this is lazy. I'm not gonna attack anybody. Uh, and and he, uh, I, I forgot though, 
This was the weekend that Donald Trump kept talking in the news, calling the coronavirus the Chinese virus, and people were actually attacking Asian people. And I'm like, this dude thinks I'm going to commit a hate crime. I cannot believe it. I need to put him at ease. And uh, I finished washing my hands, and I dried my hands, turned to this young man, put both my hands firmly on his shoulders, which terrified him right away. And, uh, and I just saw Goodwill Hunting, and that's all that came to my mind was the scene with, uh, with Matt Damon and Robin Williams there. And I just kept looking in his eyes and telling him, it is not your fault. It is not your fault. It is not your fault. He kept trying to get away, too. And I'm like, no, you need to believe me. It is not your fault. It is not your fault. Said it to him 25 times made him sit there and finally he's like all right you're right it's not my fault and i i gave him a hug let him know solidarity we are going to get through this covid 19 together and then the following week we both came down with coronavirus so that was uh and like i said i'd do it all over again do it all over again if i could right then and there but that was the beginning of the pandemic and oddly enough you know last year was like the great unfriending of 2020 everybody everybody was going nuts i'm a big fan of my buddy josh khan over here i love how he drives people nuts on the internet and all that this is like a who's who of of, of like people you may want to be careful about adding on facebook here tonight if you're not a comedian um but they're fun people and uh but i it's gotten too nuts because people were like unfriending each other from everything from politics to pop tarts and all that and just any little reason it's like no you unfriend you know and just all that and i get it but uh, I was trying to be more positive on social media, and I actually, uh, I, I, I remember after I went shopping in the summer, and it didn't take like an hour and a half, I was like, let me go, let me post about this. So I was like, yeah, I just went shopping right now. It only took 20 minutes. Pretty cool. And my uncle, who's an aggressive anti-masker, he was the first person to comment, and he said, oh, that's cool. Did you wear your mask like a little bitch? And I was like, how did you know, Uncle? Yeah, of course I wore my mask like a little bitch. That's the only way I can go shopping like a little bitch. I went to the counter, paid for it with my little bitch cash, went home and made a nice little bitch dinner, a little chicken rice, you know, had a little bitch uh, dessert. Oh, excuse me. Sorry for my late language, ladies. Come on through. Come on. You, I, uh, No kidding. What, what? Well, you're going to close my show. Tell me a joke right now. Yeah, right now. Tell this joke, lady. What's your name? Lucia, everybody, give her a round of applause. She's going to close out my set tonight. Lucia, let's hear it. Already name dropping. You believe this? This is your resume, you're telling us, but do you have a joke from this set? Just one little one little joke that you got for us. Let's hear it. The suspense is killing us. Her. She's ready to comedy up. Give give Lucia a round of applause. Everybody, I got your name right, Lucia. Right on. The the comedy of the future, right here, everybody. She knows Kevin Hart. She knows Kevin Hart. That's more than me. 
It's nice to meet you, Lucia. Thank you very much for closing out the show. That's my time. You've been a wonderful audience. I mean, Dave, have a F off. Have a wonderful night. Be safe. Mean Dave, everyone. Don't commit suicide. Um, thank. <laughs> no, it was. It, you left your phone up here. Um, if you want to donate to Mutiny Radio, it's at Mutiny Radio on Venmo, or you can always give me cash, which I love. Uh, but we all have to go home because I have to wake up early tomorrow. I have Liverpool soccer to watch. Big game, big game. I love soccer. Why do I love soccer, you ask? Finally, I get to watch hot 23-year-old men make goals. Like, they actually make goals. It is unbelievable. Is it only English men that can make goals? Is it a thing? I don't know. Thank you so much for being here.